Welcome to episode 4 of the Art of It podcast. Thanks for joining us. This week, Bio and myself discuss Sony Music Entertainment's aggressive M&A strategies outlined by the CEO Rob Stringer. Vivendi selling more stake in Universal Music Group and the impending IPO, as well as the NFT platform backed by Quincy Jones, one of, and their $63 million seed raise. Enjoy the episode. How you doing, my bro? You good? Yeah, yeah, I'm all good. Good, been a good week, solid week, progress and that. How about you, my guy? Same, man, the same. It's been, yeah, it's been pretty busy, pretty intense, but it's good, productive. It's always good, it's always good. And once again, just been keeping an eye on the news, like music business news, tech news. And yeah, there's some interesting stuff that's happening. It's got raise my eyebrows, should I say? How about yeah. you? Bro, I agree, man. There's never a, it seems never to be a dull moment. It seems like someone's always doing something, um, trying to take over the, the industry, lead the market. Um, yeah, a lot going on, man. Yeah, the, what you just said, like lead the market, take over the industry. Um, we've definitely seen Sony Music being super aggressive, yeah. super aggressive in like, I guess in the past 12 months, some of the acquisitions, and yeah, the takeovers, there's been a lot of things that yeah, they've been doing. And an article recently that came out, um, they spent one point four billion on acquisitions in the last six months. That's and crazy. Apparently they're not stopping. Like that's crazy. That's a lot of one point four million dollars. Billion, sorry, billion dollars yeah. is like that's crazy. You'll see part of the like a huge part of that um was the $430 million acquisition of AWOL. I didn't even know they had acquired a Brazilian label. Um, part of, like, some of that is um, a buyout of catalogue. Like, they've done, yeah, a whole heap of stuff. Like, and where, like, I guess they've been, they're the second largest um, music entertainment company in, like, the world, or record label. It's Universal, it's UMG, which is first. They, they're not being complacent. They're not accepting it. To me, in my eyes, it doesn't seem like they're accepting the second place things. Like, yeah, we're trying yeah. to take it all. It's a winner takes all kind of situation. hundred percent. It's mad. Like, uh, the the acquisition of AWOL is currently, like, it's, it's gone through, but it's currently going through um, the CMA. But I think that, I guess that's just protocol. I don't really see like I don't really see that falling to pieces or coming apart. What do you think? Yeah, no, not at this stage. I think there's been so much press, there's been so much movement. It's kind of other parts of the industry have reacted to that news. I think it's one of those foregone conclusions. It's just about getting it formalized um, and going from there. Really. Yeah, that's that's where that's what it looks like to me. I guess when you um, have a huge acquisition, it's never just gonna go through plain sailing without any kind of like due diligence from an external body going through yeah. and make sure it, all the T's across, all the I's are dotted, feel me? Like, it's, make sure yeah. everything is, what's the word, copacetic? Make sure copacetic. everything is. <laughs> <laughs> that word in a minute, but yeah. I yeah, I, do, I can't remember where I, got, I first heard that word. It's probably one of those American sitcoms, like yeah. you know, African-American sitcoms, feel me? Um, but with all the other stuff, like, so when you're doing like shout out music business worldwide because they kind of like broke down 
um, like the acquisitions and their activity. Like um, this is like an eight points that they broke down. Like yeah. one, like Rob Stringer, he's been doing a lot of press and just basically talking about how aggressive Sony Music Entertainment is going to be. Yeah. And yeah, they're not stopping how they see like they're going to be um, competing against, they're going to outperform their competitors. Um, that's that's one thing that they gonna that they that they believe that they Sony calculates that over seven billion was spent on M and in the music industry in the first right. seven billion sorry was spent on M and in the music industry in the first four months of twenty twenty one more than was spent in the twenty twenty but if if over seven billion was spent by the entire music industry seven billion on M and A um, Sony Music is one point four billion. So out of the whole music industry, so that's a lot that like my like they're taking a, a fair share of that pie. Yeah, fair share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, especially that includes all of the tech companies coming into music and purchasing and making agreements and stuff. So they're basically like, yo, we're here to fight as well. Like we're not going anywhere. Yeah, like aggressive A and R strategy. They expanded. Imagine in the past three years they've expanded their roster size by 40% in three years. Like part of that, um, well, that just before the three years, but when Orchard was acquired by Sony, obviously now the ABLE acquisition, the Brazilian label acquisition, like when you expand it, like obviously that grows your market share. That means like you service more, grows revenue. Like they're expanding the entertainment company, like is expanding into other things, fitness, social, gaming. That's generated four hundred million for Sony yeah. in the past fiscal year. Like invested in the beat marketplace, beat stars. They're just super active. Yeah, it's super. just funny because I think one of the most interesting points of that was um, Stringer's um, kind of pushback, saying or his his admittance, and I think it talks to what we were talking about in a couple other pods and what we generally chat about of like the creator economy growing and artists and creative having a bit more control and leverage to make the money. So I think, and he admitted that he sees the margins on the music decreasing because artists power is going to increase and they're earning, it's going to squeeze their margin. So he needs to make other moves or the company needs to make other moves to be generating revenue in other places to offset the, the upcoming loss. And I took that as raw. So we are really seeing artist influence growing, the, the types of deals artists are going to get probably will be less of the propaganda of I'm getting ripped off by the label. Um, and so the the dynamic is changing and the top the top companies see it as well, which is a which is a great sign, I suppose. Yeah, 100%. Like, it even comes down to like where the margins are decreasing and what have you. And obviously a lot of those numbers are, are geared towards... Um, the archetypal major label signings and what have you. So it only makes sense that, okay, the industry or creators seem to be heading in one direction. We need to continue to participate and let's get involved. Let's let's acquire an orchard. Let's acquire an able and we figure out the rest. Like we'll figure it out. It's, it, that's a better position to be in rather than, you know, all these these contracts are winding down or we're, we're mm-hmm. solely based on catalogue and not really participating in futures. 
Um, yeah. And I call that, for those who don't understand um, those terms, catalog is um, an artist's previously released work. They're previously yeah. released music and futures are, yeah, as the t- name says, future releases that have not been created or about to be created, all of that. And so you could have a deal where it's like an, if you've, you've finished the terms of your deal, the label or the distributor that you work with, they have um, a claim on those records that you've worked on in that time there, but that now is your catalogue. They don't have any claim on what you're going to do with your next partner or what have you. Those are your futures. So, yeah, like contracts may be dwindling or what have you, or um, artists who were signed to um, a typical record label deal now moving to independence and you still want to participate. You don't want to let them fully go out of like the shop or like in Sony's kind of thing. It's like, it's a, it's a mall. It's a shopping center. You don't want to like Westfield still makes money. If someone walks in and uses flipping Zara or Pizza Express, like they still make some level of money. So just be in the shopping center and use something. Something that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's like, I think that's what like, like companies like Sony are building. Like, it's a shopping center. We find that we're like, we participate, we engage with you, we interact with you in some way, shape, or form. Let's just be in our shopping center. So we acquire, we are cool, like Beat Stars and or AWOL, Orchard, Brazilian labels, all these other stuff. Like, because yes, everyone else is being aggressive, you can't be left behind. And I guess where they are, they're faced with the other two major labels, being mm. Warner Warner and um, Universal Music Group, are IPOing, like, yeah. that's going to raise a lot of money, but you don't know what's going to happen after the IPO. So it's like, we're in here and now, let's sweep up everything. Let's try and be yeah. as aggressive as possible, and then the future will figure out itself, because we don't know what the future that of future UMG is. Yeah. yeah. It could like if we've got these things now, then we're in a better position to compete because UMG could IPO and go and do something completely crazy, or yeah. they might diversify and start moving a bit more away from these. Who knows, kind of thing. Um, but there's we'll touch more on like Vivendi and the UMG um, um, IPO shortly. But um, with the Sony thing. I've said for like just in other conversations, said for a while, like Sony are really they're really out here trying to compete. Like they're really trying to do something mm-hmm. like I like it to be fair. I like when something's on the table, it it makes a gr- good fit for the the wider business. And those who like the so artists that are already in like their wheelhouse, that are already in the shopping center, they have like you have multiple options where you can okay, if you you're no longer with you're no longer going to be at Columbia. You want to um, leave or you've come to the end mm-hmm. of your terms. Okay. Awol's there. Orchard's there. Happens yeah. many a time. Like you're no longer going to be signed to like the major label, but we've yeah. got the, we've got the distribution and label yeah. services. We've got the facilities to, yeah, to work with, like to work with you. And guess where you have influence. You have more and more people that, the barrier to entry to music is quite low. So yep. you have people that have 
great Instagram followings or like mm-hmm. like influencers mm-hmm. or what have you, they all of a sudden can like like you've seen it a lot on TikTok. Oh, you've got something buzzing, get signed, yeah. and let's no, start creating. Yeah, yeah. The reason why I say that is because Sony getting involved in some of like some of the other touch points. Basically, that's what I call them. These these touch points. Um, it means that some people who might be influenced or have you like they 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 have an eye on them and they can move them over to the recorded side of the business like but you see like they're involved in fitness social and gaming that generates a lot of money for them but it's like those people who participate and they can create a, a huge fan base get moved over to the other side of the business you can then you can then find more ways to monetize on um their audience all that kind of stuff there's and i guess you look at what other companies are doing, how other companies are leveraging um, creators, fan bases in a non-traditional way to create more revenue, to build and grow um, creators more. Yeah, from from you, from a outside music, outside, like someone who works in like tech and it's from outside looking and you see a company like Sony doing what they're doing, what does it look like to you? From that, it's, it's to be fair, it's similar to, to what you've what you've mentioned. It seems like they've realised the game's changing. We're a leader in the old game, but like we've seen mistakes like Blockbuster did in regards to Netflix. We don't want to be the next Blockbuster of music, so we need to pivot. And like you said, we need to have a mall so we can touch other parts of the of the industry. So if all the future producers that come out of music are using BeatStars today, we need to be involved with, with BeatStars. It's distribution. If distribution is a major play, we need to be involved in distribution. We need to see Orchid. We need to see services like AWOL. We need, we need everything under our umbrella. If the next market is Brazil, yeah, we need to invest or, or purchase a major label in Brazil. So it's kind of one of those, I feel like it's a super from the outside it's one of those pivotal points in in music and i think covid did that especially over the the loss of kind of revenue when it comes to like touring and, and things of that nature tiktok slotted in the technologies created this huge gap so it's like even with provided all these services you have to use a and r is different as well so you can't rely on having a few good a and r's that can travel around the world and meet people if the next wave of artists are going to be in their bedroom making videos, getting yeah. a following on TikTok, like you need to just be everywhere and involved in, in everything. So I think their strategy, it makes sense, but it's one of those ones where I think it's one of those, it isn't like, it's like, it's like a, I don't know if it's like a chess move type thing i don't see the chess moves in it i just see it let's get everything mm. and then let's just and let's figure it out as we go rather than you know we're strategically going after distribution and then we're going to do this and then we're going to do that and then we're stacking all the similar business models on top of each other and then at the end case it's going to be why it's more like things are happening let's be involved in everything and then we'll be better when things start to figure themselves out at least we're involved if that makes sense that's that's where it looks like from yeah like to some degree yeah I, I can see that i can see that angle we've got the money um and some of these 
places or some of these companies are available to be acquired. Some of them are available for mergers. They're interested. They're open. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's grow it. Like it's not gonna. It's going to add to the the bottom line. It's yeah. not going to detract. So we grow. And I think yeah. it'll just be like sometimes. It's, yeah, it might not just be like a strategic. We need to obviously. I think there's a, a level of strategy because you, there's resources yeah. that go into it and all that of kind course, of stuff. Yeah. And that you don't want it to affect the core business. But um, when I say core business, it's like the core business as it was. Yeah, last year, the year before, the past few years. But core business could be morphing, changing. We had all like tech is super important. Like what is the core business and what it underpins it kind of thing. Obviously, a and for, um, for big companies, that's always going to be the 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 main thing. But mm-hmm. as you said, a and looks completely different. You buy, yeah. you could buy like, if like Peloton, all of a sudden, like there's loads of apps mm. or huge or like, I think like, it's like the bike thing, whatever. But if there was some way, if that was an A&R mechanism, okay, like, yeah, yeah let's, let's buy that. Wherever you can acquire, you can engage, start working with talent. Okay, like you've got that over there. Like, yeah, we'll come on board. That's an, an A&R partnership. That's an acquisition because it's like, what is, as we said, a and when it was fundamentally just looking at um, your quote-unquote typical artist, now it could just be someone who's got a dope following and yeah. they can be moulded into an artist. So it's like we, you're now looking at the type, the buzzword, the creators and different kind of creators and how can we work with them, how can we grow? Because, yeah, things are moving into moving into that space. But um, yeah. Yeah, we, we mentioned... The um, Vivendi and UMG, like, well, basically they're spinning off the, it looks like they're spinning off the company. Like, yeah. it's... How do you feel about one, that? That was, that was an interesting one. What's your, what's your thoughts on that one? They, like, to be fair, for a while, like, they've been, they've been talking about, they've been looking at potential buyers for UMG. Um, they sent it off, they've been talking about the IPO for... A while, Tencent, um, um, the Chinese company, bought ten percent of the, well, ten percent of UMG, a little while ago, and then back end of last year, I believe, they bought another ten percent. So they've got twenty percent in that. So there's um eighty, and initially they were going to um IPO, I believe, the the eighty, um, but then. Recently, there's they're considering like as of like last week kind of thing. Um, last week or a few like let's say two weeks ago, ten days ago, looking at selling an additional ten percent to an unnamed US event <laughs> investor. Wonder who there's a number of names that have been floated about. People have come to the table before about um, buying. Um, buying shares or buying a stake in UMG, but it's not been named yet. Um, and then floating is 60%, and they're looking to do that by the end of September. Um, my thoughts on it are from when they bought it to now they've made a whole bunch of money. Um, mm-hmm. they made, yeah, they made a heap of money. Vivendi, the owners have probably seen 
similar to what Rob Stringer said about um, the contracts and the margins for mm-hmm. um, major labels, like, hey man, this is this is dwindling. Um, yeah. Like we've got all these, like even when it comes from a catalog perspective or whatever, people buying masters and well, that's a conversation we'll get into at another time. But it could one thought could be we've had a good run. It's been great. Mm-hmm. Let's let's cash out. Yeah. Like, let's cash out. Like, let's from a, but, yeah, from a business perspective, like, like we, we made money and then so I'm like, we're going to make a, a ton more if we IPO or someone comes to buy it. The the valuation of the company has grown exponentially. It's actually mad how like, I'm trying to, like, UMG was valued at $53 billion, which was up from $36 billion last year. So when you see those numbers, and this was um, this was in a Goldman Sachs study. So this is reputable. So mm-hmm. if the company is growing like, like me, I'm like, yo, man, <laughs> I see the writing on the wall and the company's yeah. growing. Let's flip. Let's flip. Like to jump from 36 to 53 in the space of a year. In a, in a pandemic. In a pandemic. Obviously, you did something, some great stuff, but it's like they've been looking to sell. So it's a great, um, for Vivendi, I think it's great business. I think it's incredible business. Be intrigued to see who comes in and like, if they actually do go to get to IPO, someone, all this stuff could just be, it's kind of what we spoke about with Belief, um, was it last pod? Um, but I could go into IPO. Same we're going to IPO. It's coming now. If you lot want really want to buy, no, it's the time make, yeah, be making moves. <laughs> yeah. Be making moves. So could be that it's like, okay, someone's gonna come in and make the make the big purchase or like the IPO. And I'm don't know what that looks like for UMG. Could it might not mean anything, it might just mean like there's more money to and which would Allayed to, um, I won't say Rob Stringer's fears, but UMG is big, it's massive as it is their number one. They IPO and they may raise m- so much more money. Who knows how aggressive they will be in the market? The moves that they can make where there's more like cash available. Like Vivendi's not broke, like, Vivendi, but like, but it could just yeah. be like we, we see where the music industry is going and we've got our eyes on. We want to do, we want to make some crazy purchases. We want to do, so M&A, we want to take it up another level. When it, yeah. like, it's just, but it's, when I look at some of these figures, it's just crazy. UMG's revenues were up 9.4%. It's thanks to growth in subscription and streaming revenues, which was up to 19.6%. In a pandemic. Record, yeah, recorded music revenues grew by 10.8% while physical sales were up 14.8%. Like, do you know how in a pandemic, in a pandemic, this is what's <laughs> happening? Like, Vivendi said um, in an update to um, investors, the latter point means that the company could decide to float 65 or 70% later this year if they sell off the, the further 10 to, um, to um, American investors. I just, there's a big play here. 
I think that there's a big play. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to need to do more digging. Um, like dot to dot, like tie things up. But yeah, there's a big play here because they haven't been, unless I'm missing something, like haven't been as aggressive in M and A with as Sony. But maybe it's because all like focuses to sort out this side of business, and when the bread is there, or when they finish this and Okay, now the next focus is M&As. Could be, yeah, crazy. Could be no, crazy. It's, well, it's, a, it's an exciting time to be in music, I can't lie. Like, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of uncertainty, which is what that makes for a perfect storm in regards to innovation, being creative, new solutions, new offerings, new things to take advantage of. Um, from all parts of of the industry like if if in your in your perspective if you were um an artist um exec for for a label man like how, how do you view all of these movements personally do you think the average artists should care and just focus or just focus on their music and, and ignore what's going on and whatever comes out comes out or or what's your from like the practical sense um creator eyes what's your what's your thoughts on 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 all of these acquisitions and purchases and and views on major label etc to some degree it's like this stuff is operating at a, at a high level and it's but this it's also done really well really savvy and it's not like knee-jerk acquisitions from yeah. my eyes or just like really shoddy dealings where it's really going to affect um creators, artists, whatever you can so in the past you you could have seen like not to name anything but really like bad mergers and it really affects the the people working in the companies. It really affects the creators and really mm-hmm. just affects all kind of like stakeholders. Um yeah. where they're not really able to function as well as they could do, like everyone flees. I think from what I've seen and just from the, my perspective Things seem to be operating at still like a good level. Um, Orchard for Sony, Orchard, Able, really still doing their things, like the major labels doing their thing, like still able to put out um, great music, still able to, I guess, build superstars, do the things that are, I guess, wanted or required to meet mm-hmm. the needs of artists. Um so to that extent, like doesn't really shouldn't really affect anyone. It just looks like some interesting news. But really yeah. I guess why we do what we do, um, is not to say we follow the money, but it's just how does all this stuff tie in with the whole economy? How does this stuff tie in with yeah. the whole like creator economy, like tech and what have you? Because one thing I'm thinking of, like like UMG could do like after they IPO depending on how much money is raised, all that kind of stuff. Not even raised, but just how it floats and what have you. Um, and forgive me if I'm using the wrong terminology, but um, they could go and make an acquisition that shifts the whole music business. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine UMG starting or their own streaming company or buying one. Yeah, Imagine that. Like... Because we've seen like some of the n- numbers that have been 
we've seen like how much um, um tidal was bought for or what have you like you see these numbers are fadeable like so the amount of money that they have they could go and do something absolutely crazy we've seen like off out of music um news amazon buying mgm like that is game changing stuff game changing. so imagine if umg go and do something which i'm not too sure what would be a direct comparison but what we are seeing is that it's almost like there's no rules man like yeah stuff is getting done it's like we want to shift how things have been done um we see like things are trending in a certain direction and we have to understand that like, these companies are massive companies and they've got the best analysts and what have you in the world they can see where things are trending so it's like let's go and do this so for us it's great because we're able to see like, like we're able to try and go down like we go down rabbit holes and try and see how do things like tie up how does this make sense mm-hmm. and we kind of like get on that point more on that point when um we touch on um the next topic but yeah you see oh how does that make gmt doing that okay that could mean that mm-hmm. there's a company that is fixing themselves over here to do like they're getting themselves ready for an acquisition because we know that's yeah. something we touched on earlier some companies just like getting themselves a tip-top shape to be acquired right. or, or for a merger um so who knows i'm i think yeah there's going to be some big moves and that could enhance i feel like i'm just a creator and in, in like um an, with an early stage eyes or whatever level i'm at some moves that are going to enhance the experience because there are more and more companies that come out and they're getting artists more money i was reading um or listening to a, a podcast of them um the person was talking to the head of music at twitch and the things that they're doing over there is amazing there'll be more and more of those partnerships in the past few years we've seen twitch come out triller tiktok mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. clubhouse all these things which like enabling enhancing the creator experience okay how do we how do we get involved and so what we touched on earlier like okay we could buy that company and we figure out what it does afterwards we figure out this so i see a lot of those things happening um once again for artists i think unless it's a acquisition or something that really like messes things up for them I think yeah. it's just like business as usual. Keep a keen eye on like what opportunities. Business? Like that's one thing. Like that's probably like where it comes down to the opportunities because a lot of these companies like never had heads of music before. Like Twitch was like it's well known for a game being a gaming platform. Yeah, platform, yeah. Heads, they got a head of music. But all these other places, like how do we partner with like, that? The creator economy, music is booming like companies are like now fashioning themselves up there they're gearing themselves up to participate in this space so i think as the bigger companies can't remember if we touched on it on the previous pod sometimes when the bigger companies start fixing themselves up to do some crazy stuff or at most acquisitions it shifts the whole ecosystem yeah yeah exactly so yeah definitely intrigued to see more about what I guess yeah, end of September and like the rest of the year, I think there's just gonna be more. If Rob Stringer acts to Sony saying that 
there's more for them to do. Yeah. Just got to see then, okay, who? Who, like, yeah. like, okay, this is interesting. Same with you and G. Very, I have to say, I'm super intrigued to see what more of what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, just because they're one of the big three. Super intrigued to see, like, what they do. But um, obviously, like, we touched on it in, like, a previous pod about them getting involved in, like, the metaverse and NFT marketplaces. So that could be, like, where their head's at. But speaking of um, NFT marketplaces, touching it slightly because it seems like there's always <laughs> NFT news. Um, uh, a marketplace called um, One Off, One Of, yeah. um, pardon me, um, in a seed funding raised 63 million bro talk to me on this like a seed fund like 63 mil bro this is this is one of those ones where you just kind of have to you kind of have to laugh because you're like for you to put 63 m's into something with without the <clears throat> without it's not long <laughs> yeah, without product market, without the proof and the evidence that says that's a big risk. Like that's a, you must be really confident that what you're doing is gonna is gonna take place. And I think what I what I saw was that they're leveraging some NFTs for people like Quincy Jones, Doja Cat, etc. So they they must. But again, just the thing about when the market is this hot, people might overcompensate in regards to invest. They might see something and be like, you know what, let's put all the money in and let's capitalize on this. So it's like one big bet move into, into dominate that. Um, and obviously that, that could work, but that's a very risky strategy to do so. And it's like, again, we say it all the time, the market would decide whether it's relevant or not. But putting 63 M's on the line, Still, for the market to decide is that's the interest. That's interesting. Still, like that. That's that's an interesting strategy. Yeah, like I get, like obviously, like it's the face of it, or it's in partnership mm-hmm. with Quincy Jones. Obviously, like that's he's legendary. He, we all know, like who he is, what he's done. Obviously, like he is a legend. He is the legend. Still, though, man, that is sixty-three million. And yes, like there's gonna be like um minted tokens by um John Legend, her, um there's a a few other names. Obviously, as you mentioned, Doja Cat. There's a there's a a few, like I'd to be fair, the names some more, Charlie Poof, G Easy, TLC, Alesso, Aurora. I guess the the estate of Whitney Houston and Quincy Jones himself. This is big stuff. Um the kid Leroy. Um, big stuff, but yeah, and I see that it's not launched yet, or as of when this podcast goes up, like it hasn't been launched. It's yeah, it's a really yeah, yeah, it's a it's a lot. So I say it's a lot. Yeah, um, and yeah, I'm intrigued to see how it goes. Um, when we were doing some reading around it. We're surprised to see um, Doja Cat's name because, yeah, in April, I believe she had announced that she was setting up her own NFT marketplace, Juicy Drops. Yeah. Um. So I was confused. Like, 
because another way of like for one of believing to be successful as it is like the artists that are backing it it has to be like exclusive um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, we learned that um what you call it um doja cat no longer doing her own or the marketplace she had um she wasn't too happy with the environmental impact it it has and um we'll touch on it and another time because nfts will come up again what have you but with crypto nft that is a huge topic around the environmental impacts um crypto mining and what have you has um but i guess for her to join with or something that's on the tezos blockchain she must be super happy with it the tea like one of it sounds like the, the prospect sounds interesting that they're just taking a commission they're not charging for like to mint um, the coins or mint the token, sorry, but the headline 63 million for a seed fund. So when it comes to raising in the A and B rounds and what have you, like you did 63 mil at seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you're, you're <laughs> cost, you know, you basically told the world that this, this, this is the next big thing. So yeah. this, this has to take off. Like you can't even afford it not to take off. Um, yeah, and, and and I know um, kind of Whitney Houston's estate is very valuable. Quincy Jones, very um, very well regarded in the, in the industry. Doja Kai is, is doing her thing, um, but if they but if they were like a, a a Drake today, and like they had all the fanfare around them, then I can understand mm. using that kind of like the poster to invest so much and kind of back it. And I wonder if they're going to leverage those artists because it's an NFT platform that you're building and especially using these artists is you're basically saying that there's going to be some exclusive products that we believe the market is going to value mm. highly through this platform. And it's going to be a use case to bring in other artists, but as we know, we're in the top of the boot. Well, crypto cashed a couple of weeks ago a bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, for real. It's like, are these artists going to recoup the money that you anticipated that's useful enough to attract other bigger artists to start putting NFTs on your platform? And with all the NFT platforms that just came out, being invested in, being created, metaverse, all of these things, like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's definitely one we have to keep an eye um, on. Not to, not to knock, obviously, because their estates and their, um, their contributions, as we said, legendary. But I'm just trying to see if there's like, I'm just trying to imagine, I guess, the demand. There probably is. It's probably been analysed and checked and cross-referenced and all that. But the demand from, I guess, a Quincy Jones audience demographic or Whitney Houston, that demographic is like, is there enough demand from that audience to drive this marketplace? Is there going yeah. to be people that's just running to? And because if you look at like with the age audience profile, are they super on NFT marketplaces? What have you like? Like I understand like Doja Cat, Kid Leroy, her. That's a you can see like that's audience demographic, audience profile with age and what have you, kind of like generation, see like all over this kind of stuff. Um, but just, yeah, just very, 
And not to say like um, Whitney Houston and Quincy Jones don't have um, audience or fans that families that um, overlaps. Um, it's just more so like the demand, the drive. It are they going to drive it? There's going to be like yeah. people basically going crazy for it when it's when it goes live. Is it going to be like amazing? But it's a great concept. I just think like it's almost like in football. Like once again, I said before, Arsenal fan transfer to, uh, transfer a uh, player's um, transfer fee. Nicholas Pepe came to Arsenal for seventy two million. Yeah, he's a decent player, but the seventy two million price tag means that there's huge expectations. Yeah. So, like, in relation to this sixty-three mil, sixty-three yeah. million dollars in seed funds, like, okay, we're listening, we've got our attention. Yeah, this, like, that's it's just crazy. Um, yeah, because we see, like, we spoke about, it, we've spoken about it before. Some of the, I think Blitzky, can't remember, can't remember off top, but what they've raised in, as we fell, I'll try and pull it up. What they've raised in, um. What's it? A or B round? Um, for when they raised, um, and when um, it was, I think Jay Z and a few others, Troy, um, Troy Carter invested in that. Okay, so yeah, I just brought it up. Yeah, nineteen was like Jay Z, Troy Carter, Anderson Horowitz, nineteen million yeah. um, funding round for NFT. And I guess yeah, they don't have. Say again. Yeah, and that's in that's in a in a series A. So they've already yeah. built a platform, they've already got some users, they've already got some use cases that they've proved that what they're doing works. And now they've got bigger backers involved. Like the progress makes sense. Yeah, it's something I'll keep an we'll keep an eye on, see how it goes. Um yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely see how it goes. Um, but once again, bro, good chatting to you, bro. Before you have we, a song of yeah, the week, man. Yeah, I was about to say before we leave, like, what's your song of the week? We forgot to do it last time, but yeah, what's yeah. your song of the week? You know what's mad, yeah? Um, so I've never really listened to kind of Gunner and Young Fug and all of that, yeah. Uh, and this week I had just like stumbled across like. Or just listen to different music. But you saying you've been, doing this, you've been skiing in the house. <laughs> skiing, trust me. Doing <laughs> a small, small ski. Like, I'm not gonna lie. They got music that that bangs the speakers. Um, but one that I've been listening to is this Diamonds Dancing, um, and it's got Young Funk, Gunner, and Travis Scott on it. And I'm just like, it makes me. You know that ones where it makes you want to buy a chain, be topless in your house, and just start making it out. You know, you know that ones. That's that's literally it. Like, so I've been I've been listening to that. That's been my my tune of the week. No, uh, sick. Yeah, like to be fair, Dugger. Like I was talking to someone over there about like Travis Scott and what have you. Like the music they create, it's like it's the energy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Energy yeah. is absolutely crazy. Um. My track of the week, I'll go with UK. I've been listening to yeah. it's a it was a close call between I've been listening to um Seeing Green a lot, um, which is um Nicki Minaj. It came with like you no know, Beam Me Up Scotty re-release, so to speak. Um yep. song with her, Drake and Lil Wayne, but Lil Wayne just went crazy, just went crazy on it. slaps, 
but yeah, I want to say like, um, let's keep it UK. Um, put a paper returned with um, top shot as three star. Um, yeah, great visual. Like so, like Potter, yeah, yeah, yeah. He always delivers, man. Potter always delivers. So yeah, 100%. that's that's my track of the week. Yeah. So listeners, go listen to those tunes. Go run it up. But um, yeah. Once again, thanks for joining us for the Art of It podcast. Um, we should say we initially said weekly but we've made a decision for the for the foreseeable will be every other week so um, yep. subscribe all that good stuff and catch you on the next one peace right. love